Watch you mugs. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to Connected, episode 398, innit? This episode is brought to you by Squarespace and Capital One and other. My name's Mike Hurley <laughs> and I'm joined by another couple of mugs. <laughs> One of them's Federico Vatici, innit? All right, Federico. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the introduction. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you, Michael. What's the whispering for? Uh, this is how I'm doing the intro this week. Oh, you know, you, we don't all do special intros every time. I decide when I do the special intro. Oh, that's, I guess you do. Don't you? So Can you is, introduce Stephen then? It is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen. <laughs> You've created so much work for me now to make that listenable. Yeah, there's also massive volume differences between the two of us to begin. <laughs> yeah. Which is, that's fun. Mike, that was uh, incredible. I've been thinking about that for a week. <laughs> my my real worry there was I was going to swear. That was my concern. Mm. Because if I if I slip back into my Cockney roots, which by the way, I never sounded exactly like that. That was way more aggressive. Uh, then I yeah, you sounded sound. angry. Yeah, well, I mean, Cockneys are angry. It's just like part of their being, you know? <laughs> another, another. <laughs> I mean, just, just swear and we'll bleep it out. It's fine. Well, it was like, you know. So much no, work for me. It's Stop more work it. for Stephen. That's why I didn't do it. Plus, it would have just been, I mean, it's antagonistic enough, right? I had to call them mugs, but like, you know, like I wanted to call them something else kind of mugs, right? Which is what I would normally right, do. Right, right. And that just felt like, you know, you've already pressed play and you've got someone insulting you. You don't need them to curse at you too, you know? <laughs> Imagine pressing play, you hear someone shouting and bleeped out. <laughs> from the first three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> 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 So there you go. <laughs> They're saying release the mic cut in Discord already. <laughs> See? They know it. Release the mic cut. Yeah, the mic cut. The mic Everyone cut. wants it. We're going to start with some follow-up. Mm-hmm. Um, iOS 15.5, watchOS 8.6, and macOS 12.4. My word, get your version numbers together, Apple. They're all out. Federico's- it's not so difficult. It's 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5, and 0. 0.6. They're yeah, but it's order. 12 and 8 and 15. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> anything uh, Anything people should know about? Not really. I mean, really, the, the, the thing worth noting is that the shortcuts, um, you know, bug fixes continue, um, both on iOS and iPadOS and macOS. Apple has now separate pages for release notes on the Mac and iPhone and iPad. Actually, they're doing a really good job here. I mean, we really criticized shortcuts in September, rightfully so, because it was so buggy and crashy. Uh, They've been putting in the work. Uh, On each release, there's a ton of bug fixes, a ton of stability improvements. Still a lot of work to be done. Still a lot of of Swift UI weirdness, especially on macOS. Uh, But they're continuing to work on this, and they're publishing detailed release notes. I don't recall another instance of of a system app maybe safari maybe just safari has the like the standalone release notes page um but it's nice to see this work on shortcuts continue and nothing else really i mean there's some wallet fixes i think is it is 0.5 the release where if you are in a participating state you get the driver's license stuff and uh, yeah yeah the wallet keys you know, the driver's license, I mean, never give a, a phone to a cop, but still, it's pretty cool that you can have, I guess, your your ID in there. Um, yeah, not not much else. But I want to see what's coming in point six, which uh, we just talked about in the pre-show for 
uh, for Connected Pro listeners. We have a little bet going during the show uh, that will resolve at the end of this episode. But yeah, uh, 0.5 just came out, but there's already a beta of 0.6. So we'll see what's in it. And uh, But WWC is coming fast. So I'm also curious to see if iOS 15.6 and the related updates, because there's also WatchOS 8.7 and macOS 12.5. Once again, it's 5, 6, and 7. Um, and tvOS 15.6. Right, I'm sorry, also tvOS. Mm-hmm. I want to see How if this you. come out in time for WWDC. I wouldn't be surprised if this had something in it eventually that they announced at WWDC. Mm. You know? Good theory. So, like some new little thing and it's going to be in save it for the rickies yeah. i will say as well Maybe. 15.5 also contains the support for the external linking thing oh, for, oh yeah for, for reader apps but i have yet to see any examples of anyone using it but it has <laughs> the support for that i think it also has the use your phone as a payment terminal in the u.s oh really Mm-hmm. I think so. I think 15.5 brought that. There's nothing else in follow-up, I don't think. Liar. Stephen broke a phone. Nah, he broke another, another iPhone. One. Yes. Another one. So badly, too. Mm-hmm. Have you got an image for the show notes? Another one. But Ye- yeah, I'll put... Another one, uh, another this one, is a t- just one, so bad. Like, So he smashed the back, but like, I'm pretty sure you can see into the phone in one part of it. It doesn't. It got really hot while charging. Well, yeah, because you've uh, absolutely obliterated it. What kind of charging? Wireless charging? Yeah. Why would you do that? So it's currently plugged into my desk to a lightning yeah. cable. Why would you do that? Oh, that seems dangerous. Why? Why? It's like, oh, I spilled some water in the lightning port and then plugged it in, and my house burnt down. I don't understand. Mm. <laughs> I dropped it from standing height onto concrete without a case. Why are you always around rocks, stones, concrete? Like, why are you so much around hard surfaces? (laughs) Lisa asked if I have a bucket of sand to put it in. Um, (laughs) That's very very good, Lisa. (laughs) Look at this. There's like a hole in it. I know, right? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. The case is kind of holding it together. And, uh, you know, well, I mean, so I, I'm, my studio's in my backyard. There's a stone walkway to get to it. There's a concrete patio. And you just can't be bothered to carry your phone, so you just throw it and hope it lands on the grass. Get a foam patio or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Turf. Do something. You should, you should have a case on your phone. You can't be trusted. I did for a while, and then I got tired of it, so I took it off. Now no. look what's happened. You got to get case, a... You gotta get a rugged case. Probably would. I don't know if a case would have saved this one. It probably one hundred percent would have saved it because the smashing impact was clearly right on the back there. Yeah. Right, and so that would have never made contact with the phone. The worst, like it's hit like a little stone or something, right? Yeah, it, it must have hit like a little raised part. The worst part yeah. is it's cracked up into like the camera plateau right uh-huh. up against one of the cameras. And the the lidar sensor's safe though, so that's good news. Well, no, you can't really see it in that photo, but there was a crack that basically runs around the outside edge of the lidar sensor. Right. Uh, I have a Genius Bar appointment next week. It's as soon as I could get out there. They're just gonna tell you it's scratched. So <laughs> yeah, it's just scratched. It just looks like a scratch to me. Some people asked if I was going to repair it myself. Uh, you can't. The back is not part of the self-service repair 
historically, I don't know if it's true like currently with the 13s, but ever since like the 8 and the 10, if you break the back, it's a whole phone replacement because basically everything's built in to the back. Because it, it got cheaper to do. Did it? it yeah, at the out-of-warranty repair got cheaper. I would love not to have to replace the phone completely. I mean, it's under Apple Care Plus. I mean, I'll, I'll have to pay the service fee, but just going to a new phone is such a pain. So hopefully they can just fix this one. So that's, are you on, uh, you're on Apple Care? Yes, Apple Care Plus, mm-hmm. uh, the damaged one. So yeah, I go uh, Tuesday morning to get it get it fixed. Do you, do you think they ever like? Do you think they have records? Like this guy is really bad, charging yeah. more for Apple Care. Like or just they keep a record and then like he's done, he did it again. I mean, you can look. Do you think they just I mean, see the, you walk in and they're like, "Oh, he's back. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> the guy's back. That that guy, phone guy's back." I mean, you can look at someone's like case history pretty easily based on their Apple mm-hmm. ID. So yeah, if someone wanted to, they could go back and see a handful, really just a couple of similar incidents over the last 15 years. I would expect actually your Apple store thinks one of two things when you walk through the door, right? Mm-hmm. It's either one, what's he broken now? Or two, what is he going to buy in return in a week? Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you think, like, are you trying to get loyalty points or something, Stephen, for breaking devices? No. <laughs> because that's not how it works. <laughs> you do it enough times, you get like a free iPhone case. Like, yeah. Give them a little stamp on a card. and <laughs> So we're just going to give you this case. Yeah. You get, you get Eventually, <laughs> sir, it's like, you're costing we, us too sir, much. Sir, we collectively had an idea. <laughs> we want you to keep this case. <laughs> We've been our best minds on this. Yeah. <laughs> every, Our gift to every you. Every employee chipped in. And we had this idea. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly this this is an issue for you, so. (laughs) We started a GoFundMe and we bought you this case. (laughs) Oh boy. It's annual special time. If you're new around here, once a year, a selection of Relay FM shows create a bonus episode for Relay FM members. Relay FM members that support any show. So whether you support Connected or Connected Pro, whether you support Reconcilable Differences, or whether you support just any show that you want, even ones that don't give bonus content of them, uh, their own, every Relay FM member gets access to a feed called the Crossover Feed that has a bunch of content in it all the time, but once a year, a selection of annual specials. Our special comes out on Friday, May 20th. Uh, It's going to be in that crossover feed with the annual specials. And it is the first round in a new thing for Connected, which yet does not yet have a name, Mm -hmm. but it is a quiz where I will be hosting a long-running quiz with my two co-hosts here. It's Steven versus Federico. This quiz can occur as both member specials. It will occur in Connected Pro content. It will occur during the show either as planned or unplanned segments. So anytime this quiz will occur, the points will be accrued throughout all the quizzes. So we've already recorded this. We recorded this today. It was, I would say, a great success. I thought it went very well. Very happy with it. The first round of the quiz is a trivia quiz about WWDC, of which there are 20 questions. And these two boys racked up a selection of points. These points will now be carried through to future quizzes that will occur in the Connected universe. So you can go to getconnectedpro.co and you can sign up. If you sign up there, 
you will be supporting this show directly and you will get longer ad-free versions of Connected, which in the future may include some quiz questions, right? So you want to make sure you get all of them, right? Yeah. GetConnectedPro.co. But no matter what show you support, you will get access to the quiz that we have recorded for you that will come out on Friday, May 20th. And I really hope that you'll enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm so pleased about this idea. And, yeah. uh, and it's a long-running quiz. So on Friday... Yes. You get the first taste of it. But first Mike taste. plans to torture us with this quiz mm. over time throughout, you know, many months, years in the future. So, you mm -hmm. know, keep following, I guess. At certain points, I hope that you just hear me take a deep breath, like, <laughs> and you're worried that I've got a quiz oh, question for you. Oh, God. This, this, is, this, is the kind of, this is the kind of environment that God. I'm hoping to create oh, on this God. show. Okay. Cyberbullying. Yeah. It's cyber quizzing. Quiz bully. <laughs> All the kids are doing it. <laughs> are, they, are they? Okay. I don't know. I don't know what kids do. They do TikTok. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. I guess that's I might make some true. TikTok quizzes. Who knows? <laughs> no. Who could tell? Who could tell? We have some follow-out. Uh, Mike, you were on App Stories episode 274 as yep. the TVOS expert. Yep. So on App Stories, uh, Federico and John have been doing their annual wish lists for various operating systems. Uh, I think neither of them could be bothered to think of TVOS, so they drafted me in. Yeah. And I had, what was it, six things, I think? Mm -hmm. uh, six features that I wanted added to TVOS. To everybody's surprise, because I have things I would like in TVOS as the TVOS expert. Nobody thinks about TVOS more than me. Uh, as is proven on episode 174 mm -hmm. of, <laughs> of App Stories. Episode 1,274. He thought of things that like I couldn't even imagine. What was one of them? Like th There was one about... Um, just, just give me one of them. Do you remember one of them, Mike? Is, all well, of them do, is there something that is particularly the, in your mind right now? You said so, something shocking that like no one had ever thought of before. Yeah, widgets. Widgets on the yeah. Oh, those, or was it the X-ray feature? The Amazon The X-ray. So yeah. many of those right. ideas were incredible. So yeah, go Thank listen you. to the episode. I mean, is is the TVOS guy? And obviously, we are looking forward to the review of TVOS 16 in September. It's gonna happen. A whole new design <laughs> this year. <laughs> I really hope they don't do a lot. Though, right like I don't, <laughs> yeah like you know can you imagine if they're like this year we've decided to focus primarily on tvos oh no can you imagine that like that's it that's just the thing and then i'm stuck like federico does like a two-minute segment unconnected and i have to do oh, like a four-month long segment imagine that that'd be amazing that'd be nice it'd be horrible yeah. what it would be. i'm not ready for that federico will be on episode 641 of mac power users the mm. link is in the show notes it won't work until Sunday when the episode goes up. Uh, David and I are very glad you came to hang out with us this week. I really enjoyed our conversation. I think, Thank you. I think connected listeners will enjoy uh, a lot of the themes we talk about here, sort of explored in a new way over mm. there. Mm. Different side of me. A more yeah. powerful way. Yes. More, probably more serious way, I'm going to assume, too. Yeah. Fewer japes. Yeah, fewer japes. Uh, lots of uh, hashtag productivity content, you know? You know, that kind I kept of talking about Obsidian. I kept no, trying to I didn't game to stop. keep talking. It was like <laughs> not even 10 minutes of two hours or something. I'm surprised, actually, with David and Federico 
on the same exactly. episode. Exactly. We try to really, you know, you know, we know that Steven is here and other people are listening. So just, you know, give us 10 minutes is all we're asking for. <laughs> Sava in the Discord has said, Mike's future quizzes will all be about TVOS. <laughs> Can you oh imagine? <sighs> the future of TV is blank. The future Apps. of TV is Mike. So the future is true. <laughs> this episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, find new customers, and sell anything, your products, services, even content. With Squarespace, you can sell your products in an online store, physical and digital products alike. They have all the tools you need to start selling online. You can manage your inventory, see all your shipping information. Like It's all there and is absolutely fantastic. We did the magnetic uh, tricky trophies back during the holidays, all on Squarespace's online store. And if you want to start writing, start blogging, they have powerful tools for that. You can share stories, photos, videos, updates. You can categorize things, share them, and even schedule posts to make your content work for you. I love building on Squarespace because everything I ever need is all there in one place. I'm not having to go around and tape things together from different systems. They have all the tools you need. They all work cohesively together, and it all looks awesome when you're done. Head on over to squarespace.com connected today for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash connected and the code connected to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of the show and Relay FM. So to celebrate uh, Global Accessibility Awareness Day, uh, Apple once again, I think they did this, I know they did this last year, I think it was the first time, or maybe done it a couple of times. Uh, Apple kind of pre-announced some upcoming accessibility features. You know, this could have been something that they would do as part of WWDC, but I actually think is way better to do uh, as part of Global Accessibility Awareness Day because, I mean, it's focused around the that day and Apple can uh, kind of make a bigger song and dance of it in the sense of like letting people know that this thing even exists, right? Because a lot of articles will be written that mentions, for example, right? These are the features. They did it because of this. Plus, it also allows them to go into way more detail than I think they would be able to fit into a WWDC keynote. Um, there is a long list of things. Uh, I wanted to pull a couple out of the smaller ones and then we can maybe talk about, I think, a couple of the bigger ones. Um, that were interesting. So uh, some of the things that they had were Apple Watch mirroring on the iPhone. So this is like it would let you see the screen of your of your Apple Watch on your iPhone. So you can use things like voice control and uh, like switch control and a lot of the various ways that Apple have built tools to allow you to control the iPhone. So you could also use them on the Apple Watch, which is actually, I think, a pretty smart way of Build, not needing to build those tools twice in ways that they wouldn't necessarily work. So that was cool. Uh, they have more controls for watch navigation. So you remember they did like the gripping and the pointing. Like they're also got like a pinch gesture now too. Uh, there's more language support for voiceover in general on the iPhone. So more languages now have uh, are included in voiceover. And something I thought was amazing called Buddy Controller. So you could can you can like attach two controllers by Bluetooth to a device, and they both control the same thing. So let's imagine for the let's say you're playing a platforming game, 
two people could have a controller connected to that one game, controlling that one character. So if somebody needed help, they you know needed somebody to help them. Maybe they have limited mobility, or they just need more assistance, right? Like they the they're struggling with the game, right? You could have two people control the same thing. I thought that was super cool. My personal favorite uh, was live captions because I remember Google adding this to Android a, I think a couple of years ago. I was very jealous of it. So this is, it's in uh, voice, like in video calling. Uh, I think it may be video calling uh, for media apps and stuff like that. Uh, it will, but you don't need to have audio on you can have the audio down or you can have the audio up and it is basically using the on-device um, language processing to show captions for what's on the screen i think this is just fantastic like it's something that obviously is super useful for people that need it but there's also useful people that want it like me which is you know good accessibility features can be used by everyone you know yeah uh, and this is one of them uh, and so, yeah, I would be able to have the, my volume down and watch somebody's Instagram stories or whatever, right? Which I just think is like a really clever uh, feature. Uh, Federica, I know you wanted to talk about door detection. Yeah, that seems really impressive. Um, it, it's it, The fact that it's powered by uh, the LiDAR sensor makes sense. So you will get it on the iPhone 12 and later, I want to say. Um, and the most recent iPads as well. Uh, it seems really incredible. And the way that it works, you know, that it can not only detect the distance of a door, but whether it's unlocked or not, if it can be opened by pushing or by using a knob or if there's a handle or something. And it also tells you using voiceover, what's the sign on the door? What does it say? Like, it seems really well done. And... I mean, they're talking about this in the context of iPhone and iPad now, but if they ever do a wearable AR device, I mean, the potential there for this kind of stuff is incredible, mm -hmm. right? You're wearing glasses and the glasses tell you, hey, uh, you're looking at a door and it needs to be unlocked by pushing and it's five feet away and it says, you know, th this on the door. Like, that seems incredible. That's a pretty intense machine learning task too, right? Yeah. Like, to, to work out if a door can be pushed or pulled. Like Yeah, they say uh, it can be... It can tell if it's open or closed and if it can be opened by pushing, turning a knob, or pulling a handle. Like, I don't even know that most of yeah. the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> who's, who's pulled on a, on a door that says push and then you feel silly? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, and this is, like, that's the attention to detail that I think is so fascinating in this. Like, if you're going to do something like door detection, of course you need all of those details. And with LiDAR and these other tools, they really can get a good... Uh, a good image, uh, a good uh, analysis of what's around the phone or the iPad, because the iPad Pros have LiDAR on them now. Uh, very, seems very impressive to me. Uh, and also, I wanted to call out, uh, I mean, obviously, the as far as AR goes, uh, live captions, you know, that kind of stuff yeah. will also be applicable in the future to an AR device. I don't know if you saw in Google I.O. Yeah. They, they did a demo of the translation thing. They did the um, demo of the translation thing. Obviously, like mm -hmm. doing real-time translation, much more difficult than showing captions for a video, right? Because I imagine that in a video, the system 
does not necessarily need to analyze the captions in real time. Like, you're seeing the captions in real time, but the system may be using a buffer to actually pre-analyze the whole video and load the captions beforehand, right? Because you're watching the video, but the system can analyze the entire video before you even see it in, like, I don't know, seconds. Uh, Real-time translation means the system is listening alongside you to whatever someone else is saying. So that's much more challenging because there's no buffer in real life, obviously, when yeah. someone is speaking. Um, but live captions and translations, you know, obviously all of these features make sense to prepare for a future in which maybe something that you're wearing gives you this kind of information in real time. I also wanted to call out, you know, some a minor detail that caught my attention. The the fact that Apple specifically called out these visual customizations coming in the Books app. Besides the fact that this new th there's going to be multiple themes in Books for iOS 16. They never say iOS 16 by name, but you know, obviously they're talking about this. And they're bringing back a paper theme. So there's going to be a paper background in books again, which I thought was funny. But this visual customization with multiple themes, it makes me... A couple of things I want to say. It makes me wonder if visual customization inside apps, maybe even outside of apps, given what Google announced at I.O., will finally be a theme in 16. Uh, given the lack of visual customization stuff in iOS 15 last year. Also, that UI in books for customizing the UI, uh, th that card that pops up from the bottom of the screen, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, and a bunch of developers have confirmed, like, had the same theory I've seen on Twitter, uh, if that's one of the new SwiftUI changes, like a new SwiftUI API in, in iOS 16, being able to do those bottom-based uh, cards uh, like you may have seen in Apple Maps, like you may have seen uh, to an extent Safari. in Safari. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a lot of developers have been asking for a SwiftUI version of that, which doesn't exist at the moment. And we may be looking right at it in that screenshot. You would assume so, right? Right, like if we if it's the, there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if books is made in Swift UI, but I guess ultimately be. everything will be at some point. But also that visual customization stuff, please make it happen for more apps, not just books. Mm -hmm. Like, give me that in Notes. Like, give give me multiple themes. Yeah, like that theming. should be a system wide thing this year. Uh, there was another story. There's like a lot of little bits and bobs coming out right now, a lot of press releases. Um, you know, as we mentioned, 15.6 is out, and there's like some enterprise press release today. Oh, and by the way, there's no sign of Apple Music Classical in 15.6. Okay. I, I, that was the bet. Yeah, I was looking. I, I honestly don't see anything, so I guess it's just uh, more bug fixes. For now. There was an App Store subscription change that uh, was announced on the developer center. Um, basically now this will allow a company like an app that offers a subscription to increase the price of that subscription and have it automatically renew without explicit user permission. So you as a user will be notified that the price is increasing. You get like a little uh, sheet that pops up and it tells you how much and when and you just press OK or you can tap a, 
obscured text link, I'll say, um, <laughs> w- to allow you to go and manage the subscription. Uh, but it will automatically change the price uh, unless you cancel. So this was not possible before. So if you wanted to increase the price of your subscription, you had to create a new subscription tier and ask people to change to it, right? Like it wasn't, there wasn't like a flow. Uh, This is the Disney Plus rule, I think. Disney were the first company to be using this. Disney have been using this, like, there are examples of people who have seen this thing happen to them. Like a, a thing has popped up and said, oh, your price is going to increase from five ninety nine a month to eight ninety nine a month or whatever it was um, from this date. This was nobody else was seemed to have had this. Disney had this. Uh, and you can see why, right? Like Disney, you know, Apple wants Disney to have the in-app purchase, right? They don't want them to Netflix them. They want them to have the an in-app purchase option, which Disney does for Disney+. Plus. You can buy it through Apple's platforms. Disney want to put up their prices. They don't want to then ask everyone, please do this. So I assume they've gone to Apple and have said, can you help us with this? This is my assumption of this part, right? This is conjecture, but I think it makes sense. Uh, but, but I'm sure that Apple were getting this from a lot of their partners, right? Larger companies who want to put their prices up. Uh, There are rules about how much you can increase, so you can't go wild with it. I'll give you some examples here. So if a developer increases a weekly or monthly subscription price by more than 50% and that difference is over $5, it doesn't qualify. This is for the monthly one, right? So then you're in the the old system where people have to sign back up. Yeah, or you, you just can't do it, right? So you have to do it other ways, right? But you can't use this system. And for an annual subscription, developers can still raise the price by 50%, but can't raise it by more than $50 without requiring an opt-in. So you can go anywhere up to 50%, but you have t- like cap limits that you can do that difference over. So if you add a $10 subscription, like a month, you can't raise it to 20 or whatever, right? You can only go up to 15 maximum if you had a 20 dollars subscription right you can't actually raise it by 10 you can only raise it by five because even though 50 percent would be 10 it the difference cannot be more than five dollars does that make sense it's a little complicated that part but basically like it's never more than 50 percent and it's never more than a set amount of money that goes up so this is uh, like yeah this feels like something that apple are doing for the companies more than for the users but this is business. This is how else you're going to do it, right? If you're Disney, what are you going to do? Apple want you to go through their system. Well, then Apple have to help you out. Yeah, it's just a cost of doing business this way, right? Yep. And I get that. I mean, I get why companies want that flexibility. And mm-hmm. it's good for Apple, like you said, to keep as many people as possible in the in-app system. You know, they don't want you... They don't want Disney Plus walking away and then them not getting their cut. So, Oh, yeah, that's a good point. This benefits Apple too, right? Because if yeah, Disney yeah, successfully... Yeah. This is a raise. Apple just got a raise because Disney put their prices up. Right, and they're not doing like... Like say that Disney Plus had a cost increase and Apple didn't have a system like this. That may be opportunity for Disney to say, you know what, why are we doing this at all? Why don't we just do the Netflix? Like you just have to sign up online. and And so this is a way to incentivize those big companies to stay within the in-app system, which means Apple gets to take their cut. And especially at a time when they're now offering the exemption stuff, right? For the reader apps. 
Um, well, you know, but in Apple's defense, they do tell you. They, they do, and the prompt is very clear. Like it says, plan, new price, old price, the d- starting date. So I feel like it's communicated as clearly as it could be. So that works for me. Do we expect anything else pr- from Apple pre-WBDC? I mean, we're coming up now, what, just a couple weeks? I mean, they've done something uh, like every day this week. I expect there'll be still be more stuff, a little bit some bumps. Yeah. Like yeah. there might be some bad news to come, right? Like they hmm. do that. Like if they have like a big bad news thing. What could be bad news right well, now? Not necessarily bad news, but like stuff where there's lots of questions. Like when they introduced the subscription thing. Do you remember that? And they changed the, thir- they added like 30 and 15 for the first time. And they did a bunch of news articles. And we all believed at the time it was like, well, because if you announce this during the WWC event itself, no one will be talking about anything else. They would just be talking about the money part. So they did it like a week before or something. And then all of the questions got worked out before then. If you remember a couple, I think it was maybe two years ago, they did the thing where they said, oh, now you can appeal and we're not going to kick you out of the store anymore. Do you remember when there was the whole thing with Hay and Basecamp? Yeah. Hey. So, I mean, I can't think of anything that's immediately on the horizon. Maybe they'll do something more around like um, the third-party payment stuff because they've been categorically failing to meet what regulators are looking for. Mm, so maybe they yeah. have something bigger and maybe they'll do it before WWDC. I don't know. But like they have done that in the past. Like if there's some kind of change to the developer terms or money, they do it before. And I think for good reason. So it people can kind of get it out of the system before WWDC begins. I mean, because uh, it feels like this stuff's like, I mean, we're a month or what, three weeks out. I don't have the dates in front of me, but I feel like some of that stuff came basically the week before. And so there's definitely still time. I agree with you. I think there's more. They're pretty active right now, right? They are. So uh, it would, I would, it would suggest, you know, so like you got like the active, as an active volcano, right? And there might be an eruption now between now and WWDC. It's more likely to stay active, you know, mm-hmm. now that it is mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. <laughs> or something like that. But it does seem like they are just like, they're pumping out stuff right now. Like, I, yeah. if it would have been just the um, the accessibility stuff, be like, oh, that makes sense. There's a day for it, but like, in the past week or two, they, they there's just been like a bunch of press releases and they're just putting things out all over the place, like left, right, and center. This episode of Connected is made possible by Capital One. Have you ever hit a technical snafu while shopping online? Maybe filling out payment fields or giving you a headache. Or has your mobile banking app been down when you really needed to use it? Where Capital One believes everyone deserves better banking. This means easier access to your money and more security while doing so. That's why Capital One is investing in machine learning. Machine learning allows Capital One to do all sorts of things, like fight fraud with models that quickly detect suspicious activity, make it faster to alert federal investigators, and they can identify how mobile app outages happen with causal models keeping their mobile app up and running you know this doesn't happen by accident anomaly detection and incident response help determine why app outages happen so engineers can quickly remedy them and capital one is speeding up online shopping with machine learning at the edge they make shopping with virtual card numbers smoother and more secure This technology is based on logistic regression models and running inference in the browser. It identifies payment fields, which helps make using virtual card numbers easier and faster. 
The potential of machine learning is so big. See how Capital One is using machine learning to create the future of banking? Simply search machine learning and Capital One. Capital One, what's in your wallet? So we have this week, we have next week, Mm -hmm. then it's the Rickies. Oh boy. Then it's WWDC. Oh my. Oh, it's so so soon. Today, we're going to take a look back at both tvOS 15 and watchOS 8. Then next week, we will do macOS whatever it is. 12? 12. Uh, 100? What macOS is it? 12? 100. 1200. 1200. 1200. And then it's Ricky's time. I guess it's probably worth noting now, we're recording the Ricky's in advance. Which So I actually want to bring up something to the court if I can approach the bench. Uh-oh. Now, if, if I remember rightly, based on the rules... As if somebody could imagine remembering the rules. Mm-hmm. I have a document. It begins. Let me open it. I mean, they've changed. The, the scoring begins. The document is accurate, though. Let me open the document. Okay. The scoring begins once the episode ends, right? Because if that's the case, we get an extra week. Yeah. Okay, let me read it. Scoring is completed during recording and cannot be modified once an episode is complete. So we have that part of it. The keynote For keynote rookies, the scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. Something could happen between when we record in WWDC, right? And we're not going to get it. But it's the reason I mentioned this, it's a longer gap this time. It is. So, so for example, let's just say that uh, I, my risky pick was Apple allows third-party payment processors in the App Store. If they announce that before WBDC, but after I made the pick, I don't get the point. Okay. According to cool. the rules. That's good to know for now, and I'll be I'll keep that in mind when I'm working on my picks next week. Yep. Definitely. So no no no, hold on. Can you repeat yep. that? Can you repeat I got confused. So we My don't... example? Yes. Okay. So say just say that my Ricky's is Ricky's is is my Ricky pick is Apple allows third party payment processors in the app store. Yeah. But they announced that. So we're recording early yeah, because of some travel stuff. Mm-hmm. It'll be out the regular day, but it's, we're going to record it a few days early. Say that Apple announces that before WBDC, but after our recording, uh, then I wouldn't get the point. Now, in a way, that's not new because we've always recorded mm-hmm. and released the Rickies you know, several days before the keynote. It just, there's a few more days now between recording and publication that make that possible. It feels like we're usually in a downtime. Right. Where I feel like it won't be as much. It's like Maybe a not. full week. Right. So we'll see. Just I want to just get that out before I start working on my picks. And also I wanted to say it clearly now so people don't start sending us tweets if something happens, right? Like right. everyone understands now we've very clearly stated the rules, okay? Let's look back at TVOS 15. All right, yeah, big, uh, big release, right? I think, yeah, I mean, there was stuff. I think there was more than fourteen, honestly. Uh, I don't remember TVOS fourteen. Now they all blur, you know, at a certain point. But it doesn't help. It doesn't help that all they do is like a ten-minute segment, maybe even less. Yeah. If yeah, they a do lot, that. A, a lot of work needs to happen post keynote. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. if you're in the if you're in the TVOS space like I am, you know, yeah. the forums really go wild. You know, right. TVOS <laughs> forums, <laughs> the, yeah. the TVOS underground. Yeah, really they're popping not on, off. It's, these things aren't on Reddit. It's a it's a private forum for TVOS. 
tvOS 15 allowed you to be able to join Wi-Fi networks that need a web browser login, which yeah. is something the Apple Watch could do a really long time ago. But uh-huh. hey, we don't have to worry about that. We got it in tvOS 15. So if you took uh, an Apple TV with you on your vacation, you could plug it in and you'd be able to connect to the hotel Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, a lot of companies have this or schools have this, right? It's just making... Setting up the Apple TV a little bit easier if you don't have Ethernet. I think they're called captive logins. Or something. That's right. In fact, this is a real throwback for you. I, with the iPod Touch being discontinued, I saw, I was watching a few iPod Touch keynotes this week, just sort of in the background. And that's one of the reasons they said that Safari needed to be on the iPod Touch was for captive portal login stuff so you could then you, you know download music wait, in the itunes music store you were just watching ipod touch keynotes in the background yeah just leave them running you know yeah steven mm-hmm. i need you to stop highlighting things in the google doc okay you make it very hard for me to yeah, read why does you know, he do that? When i don't know why he does that steven does this though he does it on all the shows that i so we use google docs right uh, we can be in Google Docs all at the same time. We can be collaborating. You know, each of us can be typing. It's wild. It's a great time. But if you highlight something as a Google Docs user, it highlights it for everyone else in a different color. Yeah, it's just like a thing. Just like moving my hand around, you know? Can you do it in somewhere else, though? I need you know? uh, uh, my own separate highlightable. You need Google a Doc. fidget spinner is what you it's, need. Yeah, this is not a fidget toy, man. It's Google Docs. This is like the official cursor resting area when you record with John. This is so as well, like you know you get like uh you get like Fisher Price toys or whatever for your kids, right? And they're like meant to look like things that adults do. We need to get you a version of that, but it's like a document. It's like my first show notes. Mm. And you can just like click around in there and do whatever you want and it's not gonna affect anyone. Change change everything to Comic Sans. Uh yeah, so you, you were burning on. me about watching iPod Touch keynotes, and now you're burning me about my Google Doc hygiene. Well, I mean, the Google Doc thing, you brought that on yourself. I, I, you kind of brought it all on yourself. I'm just I, I'm just intrigued, you know, like the things you get up to. But I guess when you're a historian, a noted right. Apple historian, noted. Yep. Uh, That's you've, right. you've got to stay up on the history. Published right? Apple historian. Pub- published. Wait, where? I mean, literally right now being published. MacStories.net. MacStories.net. I wrote a book. I have a calendar. Self-published. Can we have a second calendar? Yeah. Self, self-published book. Um, wow. Wow. Well, it is Low. self-published, though. You know what I'm saying? It is a self-published book. It was a... Uh, but you are... I called you a, no, I called you a noted Apple historian. I felt like that was good enough. And then you had to try and take it another place. Noted. But you are world-renowned. How about that? I like it. Yeah, world-renowned Apple Storium. You can use another device to authorize purchases, which is great. That is cool. That is actually a fantastic feature. And this is good for a couple of reasons, right? Because it can let you use Face ID, which is like good for uh, making sure things are bought correctly. Yes. Um, not just having them like randomly purchased. Because, you know, I know like... I'm sure like the both of you before then, you know, you'd enter in your password and I just had to have the setting of like, never ask me again. Yeah. Because like, I just can't keep typing in like swipe left, swipe right, swipe Mm -hmm. left. It's just terrible. And they did Uh, the thing, I think it may be TVOS 13 or 14 where you could use your iPhone as a keyboard. And at some point that even supported like the 
autofill the, passwords. The password thing, yeah. Which is great, but that was still too slow. But I this felt. is this is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Friday nights are movie night in my house, so mm-hmm. we order pizza, we watch a movie. Oh, I like and pizza. You want like Steven's pizza though? No, I don't get to eat the pizza. Everybody else does. Do you not get the gluten free? Pizza? Well, the dairy's the problem. Dairy-free but cheese. You could get, yeah, terrible. dairy-free cheese is, is yeah, terrible. Yeah, Sylvia's the same problem, so yeah, I get it's it. It's no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dairy, that's, yeah, that is the biggest issue, right, is the, is, the, is the dairy-free cheese. It's not so good. I'm sorry if you, you know, if you love it, or, like, I'm sorry if you, like Stephen, are bound to it, like, but I think it's not, it's not great. No, it's not great. But yeah. Movies. Anyways, sometimes we rent a movie or buy a movie. Sometimes we watch something. You know, most of the time we're streaming something on Disney Plus or whatever. But it's kind of nice. Like if if the kids want to rent something and they ask, and I'm like yeah, go ahead. And then I can just like have my phone out real quick, and they can still have the remote even right because I don't need the remote to do to like trigger it or anything. This legitimately I think is like the best feature they added in TVOS 15. What was the last? What was the movie on last Friday? What was the movie last Friday? Yeah, and also what was the pizza? Well, we do one cheese and one sausage from this place in the what neighborhood. Does, what does that mean? One cheese pizza. What is a cheese pizza? Every pizza is cheese. No, but it's just cheese, right? So, like, it's like uh, low moisture mozzarella. Yeah. No tomato sauce? Well, no, it has tomato sauce. But it's like, it's everything up to the cheese, and then that's it. You know, there's no no toppings. So, margar- so margarita? No, that has other stuff on it. No, no, that's not true. Okay, so here, I'm going to act as the media. Can you translate this for me? Can you translate this for me, Mike? Federico, margarita. Stephen, cheese. Right? Because there is a thing in America called a margarita pizza, that's, and, but, but Federico does not want to know what that is. I'll tell you that right now. Federico does not want to know what that it is. It is a pizza with alcohol in it, and sometimes you get salt <laughs> around the room. Do not tell him Wait, what? what a margarita pizza. No, that's no. he's talking about margarita. The alcohol oh, okay, now is trying okay. to throw you off, all right? Yeah. And then a sausage like is just like, it's like a spicy sausage, like kind of like an Italian-style sausage. Yeah, exactly. Which mm. is really good. I'm trying to think of what movie we watched on Friday. Remember the pizza and remember the movie. I don't we watched, remember the uh, movie. Red Notice over the weekend. It's the Pixar? The, one of those net no net no, no that's the one red, with the turning rock. red. Isn't the one, the one with the rock and uh Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Great movie. Surprising amount of swastikas in it though, I'm just gonna say. Oh. Like just a surprising amount. It's like this was an original movie <laughs> and there's a lot of Nazis in it and a lot of swastikas. I was very surprised by this. Uh good movie, but like surprising amount of swastikas like it wasn't what i was it took a real turn the movie and then there was lots of it and i was surprised by this but otherwise funny movie okay (laughs) (laughs) moving on i am filling time for you to find out your friday movie oh i'm supposed to be looking like who am i gonna ask i'm the only one here what about your purchase history I, I think we. St- I'm sure we streamed it, so I don't. Oh well, then I mean, that whole story was a lie, wasn't it? That setup. Of like, sometimes we purchase things. Sometimes mm-hmm. we stream things. I want to say Friday they just streamed something that we had already seen. Right. Picture in picture for HomeKit cameras was added in TVOS 15. Oh yeah. Uh, as was the store tab in the TV app, which still sends you to other places, which annoys me. Yeah, like, we've I just talked want about that. We've talked about this before, but the way that sort of the legacy iTunes media store shows up across these different apps. And like on the phone, there's still the iTunes store. Like it's just all so broken and Mm -hmm. confusing. 
and they really need to, I think, have like a a universal like this is the way it works, right? If you want to buy something, it's the same flow no matter what app you're in. It's a bit messy. I have to raise a complaint with the Discord. Didn't I say nobody tell Federico what a, what Americans call margarita? Didn't no, I'm I tell? Sorry, but I saw that. Didn't photo. I say? I saw that. I know, but this is why I said photo. don't tell him. That first why? photo is all Look, wrong. This, and this th- is a cone of, of of like silence or trust here, whatever it's called. I said don't tell him, and what did they all do? They immediately told him. Now, yeah. I, I, look, everyone. You know what he's going to do if you tell him. Mm. Don't tell him. Because we just, just, then it's like we spend the next week arguing about pizza, which is like the worst yeah. argument to ever have, you yeah, know? There's no need to argue. No but it's going to get that way. It's going to get that way. Eventually, they're all going to start saying things to you. You don't know what this is. I don't know what that is. No, it's oh, fine. what's a bagel? You know look, what I mean? Look, it's fine. They're all wrong, and I'm right. Done. Does you see where we're going? We're already going there. Support for the Apple Music voice plan, a thing I always forget exists. I always forget about this until I read about it. That's the thing that exists. Yeah, Uh, if you use the Apple Music voice plan, uh, please tweet at iMike and let him know. I would love to know. Oh, we have Uh seen, I should have mentioned, we have seen a bunch of app library users, by the way. Shout out to all the people who mentioned us on Twitter. I want to say, I want to say, at least 30 to 40 people have reached mm-hmm. out saying they are real app library users. Now, the question is, yeah, are, these, real users like me. are these uh, crisis actors hired by Apple oh to say that they use the app library? This is a, I don't this is a know. false flag operation that I have set up. Stop. I don't know that <laughs> for <you> sure. <laughs> I continue to believe that Kate is one of the true app library user, users, maybe alongside Mike. A real Maybe. user like me. These other folks on Twitter, I'm not sure. They're, but they're, but they're part of the less than 5% of bot accounts that exist on Twitter. What's next, Mike? SharePlay was added to tvOS uh, like it was added everywhere. But the good thing that tvOS got for SharePlay was enabling group workouts for Fitness Plus on separate devices, though. Don't be like, don't get too excited. Not, so you, know, you and I could do a class together across the world. on our own devices. But the TV right. could be one of those devices. Okay, Stephen, you're doing it again. Highlighting, yeah, because you, yep. you 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 said it, so I'm just gonna keep doing Stop it. Stop it. Uh, for all of you is a feature. Oh yeah, John uses this. Maybe for all of you. For all of you. This is for you. For this is. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what is going on? We're losing threads so bad today. This, Isn't this that, is the issue it, with recording a member show before the show. To all of you show. American girls in the movies. Isn't that a song? That's a song. That That's a song oh, from by the, the way, OC. Yeah. We haven't even spoken about Eurovision. Oh, that's right. Should have been in follow up. It should have been everywhere. Eurovision was incredible this year for a million reasons. It was great. Everybody was a winner, you know? Is that what your tweets were about the other night? Because yeah, it man. was just, yeah. it was one of those things like you're tweeting about yeah. a thing. You were eating that the cheese clearly pizza. Clearly, you were busy. With, no contact. You were busy with the cheese pizza, man, and you were not watching TV. Yeah, you wouldn't know. <laughs> you, you, got <laughs> you, would the cheese, you got the cheese going on there. Yeah, I was putting <laughs> some fresh, fresh basil, salt, and extra virgin olive oil on my pizza. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. Like you're supposed to do. so Just like you're supposed to. We've definitely, definitely regular tomato sauce. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, everything was fantastic. 
it was a runaway success for everyone, except those that it wasn't a success for. But by and large, the curse is over. Uh, Europe has a new villain, and it's not the United Kingdom. So, <laughs> right? I mean, so it was great. In what sense? <laughs> <laughs> it's great now because I we're not the villains anymore. We're loved by all of Europe, um, and I'm happy we're back. You know. Well, you know, you don't you don't know what you got till it's gone. So after Brexit, they realized how much they mm-hmm. needed you. Well, no, because there has already been one. Because oh. the the one after Brexit was when we got literally zero points. About about, Bre- about Brexit, um, I just I just found out. So uh-huh, there's a happening? there's no no no. It's uh, safe content. Don't worry about it. It's just sad. Um, uh, there's gonna be elections in Viterbo, my hometown, for the next mayor soon. I think it like next month. <laughs> there is, is a local party. Like I don't know if it's like a list or like a proper political party. I just saw the signs and I was like, oh my god. There is a thing now, a list in Viterbo called Ital Exit. Yeah. As the name yeah. of the party. This so, has been happening in a bunch of countries. I like I'm not really sure why anyone has seen what's happened to us and is like, I want some of that. Like there's there's been zero benefits to my knowledge. Like I don't know why anybody wants to to go into this, but hey, this is going to happen more and more now. Yeah. Like people are going to try and do it, but I don't think it's going to work. Anyway, Eurovision was amazing. Our song was amazing. Man of Skin were amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just all just superb. I was having the best time. Yes. Everybody won. Yes, know? everyone yes. wins. Except for except you know for <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't in it, yeah. you know? Well, so. Anyway, uh, for all of you, <laughs> this, uh, so if you use profiles on Apple TV, which is a feature that I always forget exists, if you use profiles on Apple TV, so multiple people having their own user accounts, their own uh, recommendations and stuff, there is a for all of you recommendations, which is something that is appropriate for all users based on the stuff that they're watching which is very mm. cool very smart didn't know john the one true john used this but there you go uh they improved the tv controls in general so like the native tv player kind of, kind of got reworked and things were a bit clearer um they added the airpods pop-up detection thing like hey there's some airpods you want to connect them i don't like this feature it annoys me because i see it pop up on my tv all the time and i don't like yep. it uh, you can use Siri on other devices to control what's going on on your Apple TV. Wait, really? Wait, what? Mm-hmm. How? You can. So you say, like, if you're watching something, you'd be like, hey, pause this on the TV or something. Nah, no way. That's not know. a feature. No. By the way, uh, this, is the sad, this is the truly sad thing. So all of the other lookbacks that we've done, the link in the show notes is to the apple.com page, which has all the features. For tvOS, it is a support document. Oh, my God. That's so <laughs> Truly sad, right? Like, that is truly sad. Uh, let me find it, and I will read this You for could you. say it's the K-Base article of the week. Play music or start watching a movie or show with Siri commands from HomePod and iOS or iPadOS. And there's huh. another article, which th- this could be the K-Base article of the week. So you could say, play Ted Lasso on the TV, and it would do it. So there you go. I I can't believe I missed this thing, but okay. Well, because realistically, 
you're not you don't need it right you just pick up the remote and yeah, use the rem- I mean, remote don't. right that's yes. why like yeah, that's i never even good. think to do this yeah. like it's i'm just not you know i just use the remote like i'm good with that uh, what else do we have? HomePod Mini stereo pair. So they added this as a feature. If you have two HomePod Minis, you can use those as a stereo pair. And then also eARC, which is HDMI ARC or eARC. This basically allows you to use connected speakers like HomePods that are connected to an Apple TV via HDMI technology. If you have devices that all support it, you can use them as the video output for any content on the television. So if you are playing your Xbox, you can use your HomePods as the speakers for that. That is tvOS 15. I mean, pretty good release. I would say too bad that like I forgot about half of these features. Like I only remembered mm-hmm. about the eARC and the HomeKit camera support. Yeah, I mean, as well, like, I forgot about some of them too, but because they're things that are features for things I don't use already. Like, for example, the for all of you thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't use profiles. Like, I have no need for that. So I don't know that that feature exists. Like, I would never come across it. You know, or like, I've never taken an Apple TV out of my home, so mm-hmm. I don't need to know about the captive thing. But these are just good features for a, I think, already pretty yeah. mature platform. Yeah, that's the thing, I guess. It's really hard to make exciting updates to tvOS now. Mm-hmm. Because for most people... But it should be that way, though. Like, it is one of those yeah. things where it's like, I want it to be boring. Like, I don't... This is not a platform that I want them to redesign every two years. No, right? but also, I keep thinking about the features you imagined in that yeah. wishlist episode. And I'm like... There is still room for some creativity. Yeah. No need to redesign the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I think one or two of those things could pop up every year for the next five years, and that would mm. be perfectly fun. Yeah, make uh, tvOS great again is what I'm saying. You know, I would say it's already great. It's better mm. now than it's ever been. Like, and that isn't the same for all of Apple's operating systems. Like, tvOS doesn't regress, which is good. They can, yes. You can put that on a sign. TVOS yeah. doesn't regress. You can put that on a sign. Yeah. Print that one. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Hover, one of Relay FM's longest-running sponsors. When you have a big idea for a new project or company, where do you go? Where do you start? Well, your business starts with a domain name, so for many entrepreneurs, Hover is that big leap. They have over 300 domain name extensions to choose from, So no matter what you want to build, there's a domain name waiting for it. They have excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have. They're dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you. Hover has free Whois privacy so the bad guys don't get your information, clean UX and UI, and monthly sales on popular top-level domains. It's easy to see why Hover is the popular choice for people starting businesses. I've got all of my domains at Hover, And it's always the first place I go starting a project. I love their tool to search for domains that are for sale. You can type in keywords or a whole phrase even, and it will find and sort a bunch of domains that are available. And if exactly what you're looking for isn't available, someone else beat you to it, they have lots of suggestions. You can always find something uh, that will work for you. Their user experience is intuitive. Everything just works straight out of the box, which I really appreciate. Uh, it's simple, clean, and easy to navigate Hover. Buy a domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com slash connected 
and get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That URL one more time, hover.com slash connected. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for their support of the show and Relay FM. Let's take a look back now at WatchOS 8. You got to wind the clock back. Yep. <laughs> that was good. Clock, that was good. I didn't, give you, I didn't give you the benefit for that. That was a good pun. I enjoyed it. The portraits face and the world time oh, face. Oh, it's so bad. Portraits face and world time face. Yeah. The, I mean, I know people like portrait photos and stuff, and I've tried this watch face a couple of times, but it just looks so, it just looks so weird. To me, if you're going to have photos of people as your watch wallpaper watch face thing, this is a nice way to do it. I am just not one of these people that would ever have a photo watch face. Like No. It, at that point, I don't know. For me, I don't know why I'm wearing it, you know? I love this in his review that Alex has a photo of himself with a slingshot for some reason. It's very funny. You've got to show off the, the portrait, you know? It's the way to do it. Maybe he's, maybe he's actually dabbing in this image and it's just That's a like, good photo, though. He's, he's just digitally added in a slingshot to hide the embarrassment of the dabbing. Oh, my God. I, didn't, I don't remember that photo. That's so good. Oh, I think he added these photos after as updates to the, to the review. <laughs> that slingshot photo is so good. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, the world time face is a face that I like but is too busy. Um, that's that's my that's what I have. Oh, to say that's the that. face I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, it is very complicated. Yeah, I feel like I need a degree just to understand this watch face. My complaint with this it, it's now is the same as my complaint then, which is like it's actually my complaint of a lot of Apple Watch faces, where they are just replicating the way that analog watch faces work and look, which I don't think is necessarily the best way to interpret that when you have no physical constraints, right? So like world time watch faces look like this because of the physical constraints that they have. I think you then sometimes I wonder if Apple's watch team are trying to reimagine any of these things or just recreate them. And I would argue a little bit more reimagining could happen with some of these things. I'm looking at the photos of the world time face again, yeah. and I still don't know what I'm looking at. So there's the time in the middle, and then there's a bunch of repeating numbers. Like one of the images in our story, uh, in the bottom, like in the inner circle, it says yeah. 10, 11, 12, 12. So twice mm -hmm. 12. 13, 14, 16. Yep. What's it counting? Do you want me to... I can try again you to explain have this. Tri yes. Please try again. Let me try again. again. Okay. Let me try again. All right. Start from... The okay. hands... So the hands... In the middle... Are showing me right? the time. Showing, me, uh, showing you your time. My time. Do you see the arrow at the bottom? Right? You see you've got the ring. You've got that little red arrow that's on a couple of them. Yes. Right? That is pointing to your time zone. So you can see here that that's either Mexico. It's Mexico for some reason. Pointing in which sense? It's, pointing. Uh, it's central time, I think. It's central time? Okay, so this yeah, is... Yeah, because Mexico City is in central time. Cool, so there you go. Uh, so you see it's pointing to the number 11, 
Yes. Which is the current hour, right? Because we just established that it's 11.32 30. or something. Yes. Okay. Right? Okay. So that's so the that's hour. Saying, that's the hour, right? The rest of the ring that goes around, you see like you've got the numbers that go around. They are hours still. So 11, 12. They've got 12 twice because of daylight savings in that point. 12, 13, 14, 15. That's actually no 15, which is, again, daylight savings. Uh, 12, 13, 14, 16, 17, 18, 18. You see they go around, right? Those are the hours in the corresponding cities that are listed. So, for example, can you see Rio as you go around to the right? Rio has 13. That means it is 13.32. Because you are looking... It's denoting the hour in that place, and then the minutes will be whatever the minutes currently are. Okay. It's easy for Rio because it's aligned with the dot. What about New York? New York is aligned with the 12 dot. Is it? It's, it's like what what is in the middle of the name. It's like close enough, right? What about Moscow? Uh, Moscow, where is that? It's like it's in between 20 yeah, and Yeah, Moscow 18. is aligned with the moon for with some reason. Moon. I don't What's, know why. The moon is not a uh, number. Yeah, that <laughs> one is unhelpful. I'm not really sure why there's a moon there. But let's imagine that's 19. Let's imagine that's 7 because it's in the middle of the 18 and 20. But you can you see the eighteen eighteen and the twelve twelve, right? This is Apple trying to be like, hey, this is digital, so we can change the number arbitrarily. But by doing that in the old stuff, but using still all of the conventions of an analog watch, you make it more complicated. It's, it looks like a bug, honestly. Like, yeah. why does it say twelve twelve? It's like it's because of daylight savings, but that what? still makes it more complicated. So, like, they're choosing places where the time zones are overlap. Yeah. Anyway, my I have a physical watch. It doesn't do this. The physical watch that I have, it's one to twenty-four the whole way around. What about the outer ring of cities, like the second row of cities? They are still lining up with the dots. So, oh if you God. take a look at the dots, right? You okay. see it, right? So, like, Hawaii is lining up with that dot right above it, where there's a sun for some reason. Los Angeles is lining up with a 9, Denver with the 10, Mexico the 11, New York 12, Caracas 12, Rio 13. You get it? Honestly, so just... that's the hour, yeah. and then the minutes, or whatever the minutes are. Okay, thank you. I'm just going to grab my phone and look at a widget for time zones. You know? There you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like... This is purely visual. Right? I feel like I I'm, look, I'm looking at the Rosetta the Stone or something to decipher these. I'm just going to look at a widget. And this is my thing, right? Like, an actual watch that does world time, I think is just a beautiful thing. It's an incredibly complex thing. It's like a nice thing to own, right? Because, like, it's doing a lot, right? It's a clever piece of physical engineering that it can do this. Because you can set it, and you can set it in different ways. And I just think that it's very clever. It's very nice engineering. With a digital watch, there's no engineering, right? Like, it's just software that's doing this. Have the software present this information to me in a clearer and easier to understand way. That is my... This has been a terrible conversation because it's so visual-based. I apologize. We will now move on. Multiple timers in the Timers app. It got all the way to watchOS 8 before we got that as a feature. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, this is like table stakes. We talked about this, about the HomePod too. Mm -hmm. like, why would you not have this from day one? The Photos app gain featured photos and memories. Great. I don't know who nice. is looking at this on their watch. I do it all the time. Do you all sync photos to your watch? I don't know. Uh, 
I mean, it's doing something. I don't know why. I've got recent and featured. It's outside of my control. Yeah, this is just, it's doing for me whatever the standard is. Do you? Uh, no, it's doing whatever. Oh, look at that. I got a memory. I open it and I've got f- my favorites, some features, and a memory of Father's Day 2010. Oh, great. I have, I don't have my favorites for some reason. Were you a I father have... in 2010, Stephen? What? Yeah. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Okay. He's been a father forever, man. I was born a dad, really, in some ways. Uh, yeah, you got a yeah. big dad energy yeah, constant. A redesign energy. of the home app on Apple Watch. Yes. Um, it had some quicker access to some scenes. It had that little, you know, those little circles that are at the top of the home app. Um, it had those where it like yeah. indicates things. The status yeah. things. And I would say some smarts. I want to read you this text from the WatchOS 8 page because I read this today and I kind of couldn't believe it when I read it. When one of your smart devices is activated, watchOS 8 can automatically make suggestions for others nearby. For instance, if someone rings your connected doorbell, you might see options like unlocking the door or turning on the entry lights. I have never seen this. <laughs> what, well, but my issue is, is can and might. Why? Why does it not do it 100% of the time? That's weird. Yeah, because right? it, sometimes it, it's lazy. It doesn't want to. It's yeah. like... It's, it's like, but that's nah, my man, point, right? Like, this is a great feature, right? If you have a HomeKit doorbell and a HomeKit lock and someone rings your doorbell, having it pop up on your watch to be like, unlock the door or show me the home camera every single time, I think that would be really smart. But what I don't like is they put two qualifiers in this statement. Mm-hmm. WatchOS 8 can automatically make suggestions. If someone rings your connected doorbell, you might see options like unlocking the door. They're like... It can. We're not saying that it will. And yep. it may display an option, but sometimes it doesn't if want to. It might <laughs> do it. I find that very strange. I don't know how reliable this is. I don't have whatever this might be device-wise, uh, but I just found that text to be quite, kind of funny. Uh, new cards and keys in wallet to support the new features added to the wallet app. Um, a Find My Items app was added. I think they split them out into Find My Devices, Find People, Find Items. Yeah, you have three Find apps on the watch. Which is awesome. The very best feature added to Watch OS 8 for the Series 7 watch is the full QWERTY keyboard with the yes. swipe type. This is the only really? feature that matters. I love yes. it. This I is, love this feature. This is the yep. best feature they've done in years. Yep. If and I am ever going to send a message on my watch, this is the only way I want to do that. Yeah. And I send more messages from my watch now that they added this. Yeah. Because my problem with these with the dictation is if you're halfway through the message and it starts saying it just starts getting it wrong. Yeah. Like what now do you, what, what do you do, do then? Yeah. Yeah. But with the swipe typing, I have full control. Every word that's wrong, I can just delete it like immediately. Yeah. So I love it. The breathe app got redesigned. Uh, it added some new animations and stuff and something called Mindful Minutes. So like just like a mindful meditation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Full detection for workouts. Yeah. And this is like a specific option, um, which I believe is always on. And then full detection is a thing that you have to opt into or is on in certain circumstances based on age and health uh, of uh, the wearer, which I think is a thing you can set up in the family yeah. thing. You, you're here, Stephen? They have this now. <laughs> <laughs> You've always had the full detection turned on. Yeah, I do have it turned on yeah. because yep. you're old and clumsy. Yeah, because I ride my bike a bunch. No, and but if it I would crash, be 
during the workout. Oh, I guess you would have always have had it on, right? But now it would work automatically. Uh, they added better bike workout stuff, so uh, detection for type of bikes like e-bikes and stuff like that. And they, you know, they if you have Apple Watch and AirPods, you can use more commands just like without having to talk to Siri specifically invoke Siri. Um, an always-on API for developers. I think Federico added that. I don't know what it means. Yeah, it means that now developers can check if the always-on watch face is enabled, that they can tune their app UIs specifically for the always-on watch face. Like, they mm. can decide what gets shown or not. I have never, ever seen this. But also, I don't have any third-party apps on my watch. So, it, like, I know that these are, like, I know this as a fact, I haven't seen it in practice. I'm sure that Carol Weather has it, right? I'm sure, like, of all apps, I'm sure that Carol Weather has support for the always-on watch face. That's now an API. I don't know anything more than this. I'm sorry. Wait, hang on. Yeah. Do you say you have no third-party apps on your watch? I don't think I do. No. Wait. Why would I? What? They're useless. What do you mean, why would you? It's just... I have Fantastical, Carrot Weather, no, Todoist... I yeah, I use I reminders. I use reminders. I use iCloud Calendar. So you use Apple's Calendar. And when I work out, yeah, it's fine. It's like just a widget on the. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just asking. Like it's perfectly okay to do. I that. use. I use. Overcast. Like I don't need anything else on the on the watch. Like mm. and sometimes these apps they get installed by mistake and I just delete them. Mm. Interesting. Uh, I have stuff on here that I don't use, but the ones that I mentioned are ones that I use over all the time, right? So like Fantastical and Carrot Weather uh, and Timery now too. So I really just need my watch for notifications and heart stuff, you know? Like just mm. for notifications, health stuff in general. Uh, I don't really interact with my watch. I just want to see what's coming up. I just want to see notifications and I want to make sure that it's tracking my heart and making sure that I'm not dying. Yeah, then it makes sense. I mean, like I don't have so many notification stuff, and then I but I have those three apps. There was the complications on my um my watch face. I found out the I found a complication, a space for a complication the other day, which I was very happy about. So I used the California face, and I didn't know that you could put a, a complication around the watch face itself, like one of the circle ones, oh, okay. not one of the corner ones. I had no idea. I just it wasn't because I wanted to add. Because timery in beta right now, there's a they got it on the watch, and I went to add that in there, but I didn't want to get rid of pedometer plus plus. But then I could put the pedometer number on the little oh, watch face thing. Yeah, instead. I'm gonna have to install timery. Yeah, timery's see, good, man. That's why he's done a really good job. That's gonna be my first <laughs> third party watch app, I think. Yeah, he's done <laughs> yeah. a great job as always. Uh, also, focus modes was a thing that was added, uh, not only in Control Center but just support for them in general uh, on the watch as part of focus modes being everywhere. And that is Watch OS 8. Pretty underworld. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like tvOS, right? It's pretty mature. What else do you really need from your watch? So it's just mm. kind of slowed down mm -hmm. over time. Yeah, I'm really... I mean, Mark Gomez said a, a significant update coming for Watch OS, and I, mm. and I don't know about that. Yeah, new ways to interact with it. Fresh Apple apps. Fresh Apple apps. Fresh Apple apps and new ways to interact and a big update for watchOS. That's all he has so far. I, I like it when we don't... Like, I understand the, the rumors for hardware and stuff like that. I'm fine. Like It doesn't bother me. Like Show me the next iPhone. I don't care. 
I really where I like to be surprised is WWDC, and yeah. I prefer it when the room was really quiet uh, for WWDC. WWDC is so much more exciting than iPhone event. I agree with you because there is genuine surprises that can happen, which yes. is like just not a thing yes. that they can do. And there's and the after is even more exciting. That's the thing yeah. about WWDC because you are surprised during the keynote, and yep. the surprise continues after. It's, it's good and bad, though, is the problem with the afterwards. Because yes. you like you see a thing and you're like, oh my god, this is going to be so amazing, and then you find out what it can actually do, yes, and you're like, yes. oh, this surprises me. I thought it would be better yeah, than this. It's very, emo- <laughs> it's very emotional. That's what it's a very like, emotional dra- time. It's a very dramatic event. Like the drama of WWDC is mm-hmm. the, the energy that that sustains me for the whole summer, basically. Yep, I can't wait. If you want to learn more about the topics we talked about head on over to the website relay.fm slash connected slash 398 while you're there you can join and get connected pro which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week right now we are in the middle of our annual special so all relay fm members get access to bonus episodes put out by selected relay shows connecteds will be out uh, friday may 20th it's in the crossover feed it is the uh, the first installment of the connected, ongoing, open ended, connected quiz game, which still needs names. If you have ideas for names, let us know. Mm-hmm. Also, if you once you listen to this, if you have ideas for types of quizzes, you can let me know. Yeah, so far it, the temporary title is UCQG, Untitled Connected Quiz Game. UCQG. UCQG. Yusikuji. Yusikuji. Yeah. Yeah, you say hi for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> You can find us all online. Federico is on Twitter as Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he is the editor in chief of MacStories.net. You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E, and Mike hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH, and I write over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Squarespace, Capital One, and Hover. Until next week, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.